We say thank you to Kamalane. I don't know how you felt, but um, those of you that were part of Cleansing Stream, I know you were blessed. And last week, I just felt like we had such an outstanding service with uh, God's presence uh, in our lives. And I hope you were impacted and affected by just God <clears throat> showing up uh, last week. And I, I'm wanting to do, a, and this is our final segment of our Cleansing Stream uh, messages. It's uh, called Pressing On, Pressing Forward. And I really feel like it's more uh, the job of uh, Pastor Lance, who is going to be, he and I are team teaching. He always finds a way to get others to get in front of the mic and teach. Got such a humble heart. But I just want to say thank you to Pastor Lance. He was a key guy. that uh, began moving this cleansing stream um, ministry into our church and organized all the different uh, facets of uh, our intercessors. And especially, this is really a, an amazing thing. We had like 15 intercessors for three months. Is it three months? Three months preparing just for that one event on Saturday. And um, I, I just want to say thank you to all the intercessors who have... Uh, done an amazing job. <clears throat> so I just want to take a look at this uh, one area, and then Pastor Lance is coming up, and then I'll end up everything. Uh, we're looking at the scripture that comes from Philippians chapter 3, and Paul says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The message is entitled, Pressing Towards the Goal and I put a subtitle on that and want to make an emphasis on that from what I can see. Uh, and it, the subtitle is Experiencing Heaven on Earth. Can you say that with me, everybody? Experiencing Heaven on Earth. Experiencing Heaven on Earth. I'm not sure how many of you have ever had those kinds of supernatural experiences where God shows up. Um, I can remember all kinds of events, you know, where in a service, I, I saw a minister just, uh, everybody in the sanctuary was kind of like in, a, in the um, rays of a bright light, and all I could see was his face shining. Um, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I had electrical charges going through my body for probably a half an hour, and felt like I was... Uh, an inflated balloon, so huge, as huge as the, the room itself. I mean, it was just very, very, very special. And um, I've had friends who've had all kinds of phenomenal, phenomenal kinds of experiences where they experienced heaven on earth. And I was meditating on what happened one week ago. I can't believe it's only one week ago that we had cleansing stream here. For, for nine hours... Intercessors were standing around the room praying for what was going on. I was in a meeting for nine hours, uh, and I thought, I have never prayed this long, worshiping this long, consistently for nine hours. And at the tail end of it, I was just really surprised. I left, refreshed, strengthened, not tired or fatigued, and I'm... Walking out thinking, that's really strange. 
Because if I go to a seminar or, a, or any kind of a meeting, a conference, and I'm there for eight hours, nine hours, I'm exhausted and tired. And I wasn't exhausted and tired. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, I wonder how many others felt that way. And I found out that many of the intercessors felt that way, the worship team felt that way. And I thought, what happened? There was an infusion of God's strength, God's refreshing, God's presence that comes when we seek his face. There's something very, very special that takes place when we give uh, permission to God to invade our hearts and invade our lives, invade our schedules, and set aside our lives in order to be able to seek him. Um, so I'm going to ask Carol, where's Carol? Carol Tom. Carol Tom is one of our intercessors. Uh, why don't you welcome her as she comes And I want her to exp explain what happened to her um, because I asked her, you know, did you feel that same thing? So this is um, what she's going to share. Okay. Well, I had the same experience that Pastor had in um, being in a meeting for nine hours. And I was one of the intercessors, and believe me, it was such a blessing and a privilege to be an intercessor. And I never thought about the fact that I would be standing up for nine hours, you know, and, and so it didn't really cross my mind. However, uh, it, 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 I didn't really feel through the whole time that I was up praying, um, I didn't feel any weariness that I normally would. And being an older child of God, um, I do experience fatigue and weariness, especially in the afternoons. I will go out and I'll, you know, do errands and I'll do shopping and, and even go to a senior Bible study. And I go home and I hear the couch in my living room calling me. And I, and I just have to take a nap. And my son knows this. Sometimes it's for hours. But I, I just don't have the energy that I used to have when I was a young, younger child of God. And so um, that day, it, you know, it, it was just really wonderful to see how God was moving among the people, uh, all the participants. And um, so I think I was just blessed. I know I was blessed just with his, with his grace and his presence here. Um, when I went home after nine hours, uh, I walked in the house and my son said to me, oh, you must be tired because he knows me. And I said, you know what? I actually feel energized and refreshed. And that was suddenly um, something I realized that I didn't feel tired and I should have as I would normally do. So I know it was the presence of God here and he blessed and he blessed me too. So as intercessors, we really were blessed as well as the participants. Thank you, Carol. <clears throat> Lord, bless our time in your word that you would speak to every heart and every life in a very special way. We thank you that there are special times that you take us into the mountaintop to experience you, and then we come back to what normal life is. And we need to learn how to walk steadily every single day uh, with an understanding of what has happened in our lives to open up our hearts to see the majesty and the beauty and the power 
that you have. And we just ask you that you would help us to understand that uh, the daily disciplines of our lives is critical uh, in order to be able to maintain your presence and open our hearts to the miracles that you desire to do through our lives. We pray in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. So we're going to take a look at what it means to press into God and press into his presence and towards the goal God has for us. So what does that mean? It means to stay steady in the midst of conflict. Every single one of us can't live on the mountaintop. We're going to have to face the challenges, the problems, the, uh, the fears, the doubts, the disappointments of life. And this is what James says. He says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, and knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. So whenever you go through a problem, there's a goal in God's mind at the end. And let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So the problems we go through strengthens us in order to make us more complete. I think most of us understand that. Uh, what was really interesting in the retreat that we were in last week was it addressed issues that every single one of us need to pay attention to. And I think often we face those issues and we're not even aware and conscious of them. And when we spend time in his presence, God brings that to our uh, focus. And so we need to, every single day, you know, say, Lord, what, what, it, what is it that you want to say to me? What is it that you want to deal with? And uh, in, that, in that retreat, uh, COVID-related stresses were addressed. And I appreciate the contemporariness of that, uh, the retreat. It addressed fear and trauma, hurtful ties, the spirit of death, disappointments. And every single one of us had something in those areas that uh, had to be addressed that God ministered to us in. And so it was a mountaintop experience. And it was kind of like a, uh, an athlete sprinting and being able to get involved in an activity and have it over fast. But life is not like that. Life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And spiritual freedom that comes into our lives is not a, a one-time event. It's a lifetime challenge. And we've got to realize that we've got years ahead of us, and we've got to pace ourselves uh, for that future. I, um, I've had all kinds of problems with headaches over, the, over the, my younger years. I think from the time I was in college, I can remember every Wednesday having uh, a bout with cancer, with, with headaches for the whole day. And um, I just kind of expected it would happen when I came to minister here and begin this church, the same thing would happen. Every single week, I'd just have a headache. So I thought I had a migraine problem. But, you know, there's different types of headaches. You have migraines, digestive problems will cause you headaches. You've got sinus headaches and tension headaches. And I was going through probably a week of headaches, and I went to the doctor, and they diagnosed me as having tension headaches. And I didn't realize that, you know, it was my shoulders would get all tense, my muscles would get tense, and it would constrict blood going into my head, and I'd get a headache. They said, the best way to handle that is just take a hot shower and take an aspirin. And so I was really alert. Every time I would just feel a little tension in my shoulder, I'd uh, mix my aspirin in water, get it dissolved. I found out about a person who would just 
take aspirins whole and it would burn a, um, burn a hole in his stomach. And so I would be very careful to do that. <clears throat> then I learned that there is a way you don't have to have a one-time experience with headaches and have a one-time solution, but you can control your body in such a way that you don't get headaches. And I had to learn that over the course of time, but I learned the power of what you eat and how you exercise your body that uh, I call it uh, a lifelong discipline. That if I would go to the gym and exercise, I tried all kinds of different things. I'd swim and I'd play tennis. I still play tennis now. But when I would work with weights, every week that I would work with weights, I won't get my headache. I was, I was shocked at that. And when I'd go for two weeks without exercising, without, a, without lifting weights and exercising every part of the muscles in my body, I'd get a headache again. And I could go for two weeks, and then I'd get a headache. And so I found out that every, if I disciplined myself on a regular basis, I wouldn't get headaches. So it's been, and I thank the Lord for teaching that to me. I remember once being very proud about not having colds and headaches for decades, and then the, the very next day getting a headache. And <laughs> it's the Lord that helped me to be able to understand that. And I believe there's, there's a secrets of health that God wants to give to us so that we can live uh, disease-free, uh, health-filled uh, lives if we open our hearts and say, Lord, teach us uh, about that. The lesson I learned is this. You know, I can take an aspirin and uh, try and quell that headache right away, but it's so much better to be able to have a disciplined life every single week so that I don't even have to face that. And it's been, I don't know how many decades, maybe I've had only a half a dozen times that I've had headaches, all because of learning how to have a daily discipline of my life. And I think this is really important for our spiritual lives because we can have a, a, a very special experience uh, with God on a mountaintop and then have it all dissipate and then have to face all the struggles and the trials and the problems again without having that presence. And it's how we live our lives on a daily basis that makes the difference. So Pastor Lance is coming up and sharing with you what those uh, ingredients are. Why don't, why don't we welcome Pastor Lance coming up? If there's one person who's Discipline is Pastor Eddie. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He's the most disciplined person I've come across in my life. He would uh, teach us in the senior meeting about uh, exercise and lifting weights and bands, and all the seniors would get um, encouraged, fired up to do it. Then one week later, we all give up, except him. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, we're in this message about pressing towards the goal, and why should we... Well, first of all, we need to know that we are created. We are created to become like Jesus and bless others. I don't know if you remember the older generation. Remember, there's a commercial, I want to be like Mike. Where's Michael Jordan, the greatest of all to me? Um, but our desire is really to be like Jesus. That should be in our hearts. And, you know, when you think about, I was thinking about that, to be like Jesus. What does that mean? 
And, you know, you think, oh, maybe raise the dead, do all these miracles and all that. But I was thinking about it, and I came down to this, to be like Jesus was, to have a relationship with the Father in heaven in a real intimate way, and to have a character like Christ. That's what, to me, to become like Jesus is, to know the Father and to have a character of Christ, and also to bless others. He created us, Psalms 139, 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul know it right well. God created you special. And I remember when I was, um, one day we was in prayer, uh, in a, I think it was a meeting, and all of a sudden I felt like God brought me when I was a baby, because when I was a baby, um, I was away from my mom because I had some issues, health issues, and I had blood transfusion and all of this. And all of a sudden, I see myself crying. And God told me, he specifically told me, during your birth, I was there. And I think, you know, that really touched me. And I think when we're born into this world, God has seen our life being born into this world. God has created us. In his image, to be to love him, to become like him. The third thing is Jesus says the example about blessing others. Nancy DeMoss says this, we never more like Jesus than when we are serving him or others. There is no higher calling than to be a servant. The greatest in the kingdom of God is a servant. And I think this Christmas, as we look around, as Pastor John shared, um, we should pray and believe God for somebody out of our world or not in our, really our world or somebody that God puts in our heart to bless that we never thought of. So I would put out that challenge for you this year in that sense. Jesus sets the example. He sets the example for us. He loved the unlovely and he loved us. <laughs> Amen. He loved me. <laughs> Yeah, your purpose to love God and to share his love to others. Two great things in the Bible that comes across. One, the great commandment and the great commission is to love the Lord and love others and to share, to make disciples throughout the world. The third point is that how do we press towards the goal? Spiritual disciplines help us grow in our life with Jesus. In the book of Acts, chapter 2 to 42, it says, They continued steadfastly in apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. The word steadfastly means to persevere and not to faint. So in those areas, in the word of God, in coming together, in fellowship, in groups, breaking of bread, uh, fellowshipping, communion, and in prayers. And... Prayer does a lot of things in our life, and that's why Pastor shared about the intercessor team that did a great job under Robin and Sharon that led us through uh, the retreat, that we began to pray and pray for each life that was going to be part of the team and everything else, the operations. And um, so growing in Christ unlocks being in Christ. We are transformed to become like him. And going to, you know, um, 
when we went to the retreat and they gave opportunity for the intercessors to go up uh, in a couple uh, topics to get prayed over. And so many people had breakthroughs uh, hearing their testimonies. It's amazing what God did. And then when I went up for, I think it was a disappointment. And yeah, so I went up and I shared my disappointment. And then and the guy made me do something. He said, okay, take your disappointment, give it to God. And, and he prayed for me. And I was like, was that it? <laughs> God? <laughs> and then, so I started thinking about that. And then we had a discussion on Tuesday morning about it. And, and that's what Zach was sharing. He said, well, maybe that God had already worked in your life throughout all these times. And when you went up to pray, God had done the work. Or... There's more to come that God wants you to press in into those areas that you yourself need to go on and seek God for. Because it doesn't stop at the retreat. It just starts at the retreat that God wants to touch you. Anyway, I've asked um, Byron. Where's Byron? Byron Aloy. Let's welcome Byron Aloy as he comes. He's going to share. I want him to share a couple of things about what happened to him at the retreat. And... I just love Byron. Amen. Can, can, can you hear him? Okay. So, uh, Maybe the first thing. Pastor Lance and I were playing phone tag, and I kind of knew, and uh, he caught me when I was driving. My boss's name is Lance. And I was like, and what? He did, and he didn't answer his phone. <laughs> like, What's up, Lance? <laughs> Byron, can you share tomorrow morning? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, you, you know there was <laughs> he didn't answer the phone because he thought I was his boss. Okay. <laughs> Same name. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, <laughs> I know you shared. You know there was so much prayer going into the uh, retreat, and then uh, maybe we can start from there and what you sensed at the beginning. Yes. Um, so I came in with an open mind and an open heart, and not not knowing what to expect at all. And um, walking in, and everybody was cheering. And we sat, we sat down, and we were worshiping. And uh, uh, Pastor Marianne was opening up. And uh, I was just looking for the presence of God, you know. And she's like, if you could see what I see right now, and basically she saw angels coming into the church. She's like, oh, my goodness, they're coming in. If you can only see what I can, what I can see. And I had my eyes closed, and I, I could hear and feel this loud vibration. didn't know what it was until um, I spoke with Pastor Lin. Pastor Lin was like, you, you heard and felt the angels. I was like, wow. So that set. The and the angels were all around the room, right, she said. Yeah. All around the room. And that set an, an amazing pace for me. Yeah. And then throughout the retreat, what did you sense through the whole retreat? Just calmness and peace, and I didn't know it was going to be nine hours either. <laughs> Somebody said it's going to be half a day. I'll be like, oh, half a day. But I, 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 I found myself um, for the first time in a long time, like not worrying about anything. Um, I had peace in my heart, on my mind. I wasn't worried about the time, um, stress, life. Everything was just peaceful and, and powerful, really, really powerful. 
So the last thing was, you know, through the journey to Clinton Stream, you got involved in uh, small groups and all. And what did God do to you or speak to you through that journey all the way to the retreat and the retreat about your relationship with God and family? Basically take, taking, um, you know, as the head of the household, taking control of my family and, and uh, putting God first, remembering to put God first in my life, um, and everything will follow in Sure enough, after the retreat, during the retreat, walking out, I feel cleansed. I feel I feel good, reconnected. Um, the battle isn't over, but I feel you know a lot better than I've did. It was awesome. Amen. And uh, did the family sense anything when you came back? Yeah, I'm, I'm more happy now. <laughs> <laughs> Send all the grumpy yes, people we to washed the our stream. <laughs> we washed our face and we can look up and we're not looking down. Amen. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Can we have the uh, worship team come on up? I think one of the, <clears throat> the um, challenges that's left in our lives, and I think that this inspires us uh, to learn a major lesson from what has happened. And I, I look back at this. The retreat was the result of three months of prayer. And it shows the fruit of prayer, what prayer does. And we can look at an event like that, but I want you to focus on your life, your own personal life. This past week, I, I, was, I didn't make the connection, but this past week, I probably had one of the most fruitful weeks I've ever had, a, pro a very, very productive week. And on Sunday night, Susan and I and Pastor John and Joss flew out to Spokane and, um, in order to hear Alexis play a, uh, a concert piece with an orchestra in her second year of music school. It was an amazing thing. And so I had part of Tuesday and Wednesday, two days out of this week, and then flying, but going over was the red-eye flight, so I had no time coming back. And coming back, I had probably seven hours of flying. And I found myself so productive in all the things that I needed to read and study and um, plan for, and I, I'm just, I shocked myself, you know, coming back. Um, and I realized what it was, was the overflow of what happened last week. When you encounter God and His presence and you separate yourself to commit yourself to live that way, there's something that happens not only in that time that you spend with God, but in every other aspect of your life. It overflows to affect you. And my encouragement to you this morning is can you make that kind of commitment to God to say you know so it's so easy to get taken up with everything else that life demands all the responsibilities and all the uh, the duties and all the work that you've got to do and it's so easy and I was I was at the conference for nine hours thinking there's so many other things I could be doing but I'm here for nine hours and I, I never do this on a regular basis 
to just say, I'm going to spend nine hours with God like this. But what a change it would, it would make in every single one of our lives if we can take one hour a day or a half an hour a day and make that kind of commitment in our hearts to seek God, place Him first, uh, pray, read the scriptures, and ex expect the overflow in our lives during the rest of the day. We'll be more productive as family members, as husbands, as wives, as workers in our jobs or bosses in our business. We'll be more productive in serving God and His church because of making Jesus a priority in all of our lives. Can you stand and let's pray together? I hope this will be a, a, a little encouragement where you have a a picture of what God can do for your life because we've had three months of prayer an amazing weekend and I think the biggest lesson is make sure you seek God and his kingdom place him first and everything that you think is important in your life is going to be added to you you don't have to pursue it it is what God is going to bless you with. Father, this morning, we just thank you for what the impact of seeking you, praying, spending time with you does in all of our lives. And we see the evidence of that in so many lives that have been touched during uh, last weekend. And I appreciate what Pastor Lance said, that cleansing stream was just a start. This past week, last weekend, this week is just a start of a new commitment that we will make to spend more time with you and allowing your presence to fill our lives so that your presence can fill our day in all that we do. We open our hearts to ask you for your grace to enable us to see that take place. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.